1: a new quarter brings new goals but what about your skincare goals small easy changes in your routine can have amazing results and your secret weapon should be dime
0: beauty dime beauty is clean high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either and when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient. So you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed. And it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT Cream, is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there.
1: Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all 5 stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. You're listening to The Sexy Unique Podcast. And I'm your host, Laura Marie Shanehals. I'm really excited because a lot has gone down and I would actually not want to talk about it with anyone other than my guest today, Molly Mackler. Hi, how are you? I I have a
2: question to ask you. What's that? So I asked, I woke up today like really late and there was tons of drums on my cell phone. So I was like, is there any way we can push till tomorrow? And you were like, no, because they're doing plumbing (laughs) in my building all week. And I was wondering if your drains were clogged with cum rags.
1: You know, I woke up today to (laughs) lots of emails from my building manager who was like, we have to do an intense plumbing renovation over the next seven to 10 days because one of our maintenance guys found cum rags just piled up in the pipes. Do you know anything about this? (laughs) And I was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've like never... I've never interacted with anyone who's threatened me with cum rags. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about this story. That's so wild. I hope you can What's figure it out. What's odd
2: about it is that they're printed with some sort of woodsy, uh, folksy <laughs> font. And they appear to be also a wedding invitation. Dragged, drudged through cum and then our building septic <laughs> system.
1: She's like, do you know anyone that would make a wedding invitation out of these and i'm like
2: dish towel on
1: a dish towel she's like i've never heard of such a thing it's so random and i'm like i know like what i can't believe it (laughs) no actually like okay so i have to say i was really triggered by the threat (laughs) of the plumbing being like tampered with any more than it's already been right and i felt like Personally drain shamed By (laughs) Drain shamed Yeah I felt drain shamed Because I was like Have had to deal with like Already plumbing issues And there is like A renovation starting So she really hit you Where it hurt. Yeah she did And I was like That's actually not. She drain okay. shamed you. She drain shamed me, <laughs> and I'm here to say that it's not okay to be drain shamed. And I'm I would love an apology. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, it must be nice to feel like you're podcasting without a gun being held to your head, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. Um, do you want to catch people up on what we're talking about that Katie threatened? To <laughs> so <snog your> drains <laughs> on
1: Friday night about 11 p.m. I was. At finishing up a late dinner when i got a lot of notifications on my phone that katie maloney schwartz had started commenting on a lot of my social media posts on sexy unique podcasts and i ended up screenshotting them because i was like this bitch might just like delete all of them and i need to have the receipts right. for everything so she's <laughs> Because you had posted she went down... that you
2: want to save Schwartz right? Yeah I
1: had posted like a a photo of Tom Schwartz Hugging the pole when she like strands him And leaves him for dead to like call an Uber Which is not that hard or not that big of a troll But I just said like I'm starting to go fund me for Tom Schwartz Like for the emancipation of Tom Schwartz Hashtag right. pray for Schwartz Jax really loved that photo and thought it was hilarious And liked <laughs> it and commented best pick ever And then about a week later Katie got involved And she commented Starting to go fund me to take this garbage down. Get a life, Lara. I thought we were cool. Guess not. V gross. Then she moved on to another photo. Oh, the video I posted, <laughs> which I think is like some of my best meme work thus far in my career. What was the video? It's of her having like doing her stand up at the roast, and then oh. it because I was at the roast with my boyfriend, and I noticed yes. that it cut to me and like my or my I was standing in the background, and when you it cuts to the, in background,
2: the background of one. Bitch. <laughs> There was
1: some cackling, but then this one, I was just, there was no reaction to her joke because it was not funny. Because oh. really, her stand up, the way that she does like stand up comedy is to just like really enhance the punchline. Actually, and it was like, I
2: noticed that. And
1: she just keeps doing that. And for me, that didn't translate to a lot of lols. But I mean, I'm just one of many. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I yeah. felt like the rest of the audience, it was really hitting home. And so,
2: sometimes, like, you know it can be like a thinker and just because you're not laughing out loud I mean you could just be thinking you'll have a chuckle on the ride home and some- that's the beauty of comedy yeah you, know? Sometimes so- you don't always laugh out loud it hits you in waves yeah
1: and you're not always gonna just win over the entire audience you know what I mean like I don't ever walk into somewhere thinking that like everyone's gonna be on my side like I know that there's some people that will have different opinions than sure me. sure so I just thought that that <laughs> lack of reaction was funny and I made a meme out of it where it just slow mows my like response and then she went in on that one she goes you're sad and she goes you're lucky to have been there lol and then she went to another one of me and my boyfriend like pointing us out in the background and she said desperate much I'll clog your drains with my quote cum rags so that means
2: she's been listening to your pod right? yeah so, so she's listened
1: to the, the, the entire episode where at the very end of the first episode I just needed to get off my chest. That the tea towel invitations reminded me of cum rags, mm-hmm. which I don't think is that far off base. I've never I haven't been to a lot of weddings or received a lot of wedding invitations, but like I mean maybe you have been to more weddings than I have. I've I, never I
2: will say that I have I ha- I went on a journey with the invitations that continued on in a strange way in tonight's episode. Um, just a lot of surprise choices for me. But I, I do think that you're not I mean not to call you unoriginal but I think that even T- Stasi kind of said like it's just like a cloth like it's just a towel and like basically that's what a cum rag is like yeah. that is what you said was lateral to her own best friend's comment
1: like yeah and also I mean a towel any towel can, the magic can of the any- magic of a cum rag is that it can be it's non-discriminate it can be any towel yeah you so, can on anything yeah I was just saying like for me I don't like I have a I have a drawer or cabinet of gym towels slash cum rags, and I if I were to have been invited to that <laughs> wedding, Shit, no. I feel like one of those towels would have ended. Just I mean I don't know I I don't control what my where my cleaning lady puts things. You right, know what I mean? Right, right. It would have been like. I, I'm sure it would have a- Accidentally been used At some point As a sure, cum rag. Sure And I'm sure that Maybe some of the guests At the wedding Have maybe used it As that in a pinch I'm, just, I I'm not saying lovely
2: like have a set Of tea towels That I actually paid money for And enjoy mm, And like From I'll where? Myself like um, Anthro? Um, no from a shop in Atwater Called mm-hmm. Treehouse And Love they're all that. like Dedicated to Atwater Village Which is Because Gorgeous. I'm The queen of Glendale And I just really like To honor my neighbors And um, I like clean up my dog puke with them my dogs puke sometimes things happen you know and I'm like these are things that I bought to cherish and now they're just here cleaning up puke
1: when you associate anything you love on a rag like in a pinch I'm not saying I would yeah I'm not saying I would aggressively be like oh there's her wedding invitation like let's come all (laughs) out like let's wipe the cum off of it I'm just saying if I was in a pinch and I needed a rag to wipe up ejaculate and the only thing nearby was Tom and Katie's wedding invitation it would do because it is a, a towel purpose it
2: would serve yeah. yeah
1: so it wasn't like an aggressive thing was just making an observation right but like if you're gonna put your invitation on a tea towel you should own that. The, it can be the used stuff for that many happens things.
2: with a tea towel is pretty gnarly, and that's basically the main reason why you don't want to consider that your wedding invitation or a keepsake, really. Yeah, and she's like, it's a keepsake, and I'm like, no, no, no. Tea towels towel. like get beat the fuck up until they go in the trash. Yeah, like they're basically like the whores of the kitchen. Like you just like use them for whatever you need to, and then you toss them away. Yeah, for it's $4. meant $95. to wipe
1: things up. Yeah. And sometimes there's a variety of fluids that need to be wiped out.
2: Why don't they clean up the mess? That's their fucking relationship. No, Ooh, I'm just kidding, you guys. Tank. I'm sorry. No. Okay, so... I know Katie thinks I'm a mean girl. So <laughs> I just want to make sure...
1: I think all Stassi and Katie and Kristen think you're a mean girl. They which probably Which is ironic. Um, it takes I Takes one to know one.
2: But that said, I do want to say that this is... We should talk about this, too. What? Because... And if they were people that I knew in real life outside of a show, right? Yeah. I would think that they were just people and I wouldn't talk about them. I wouldn't have, I I would be probably fairly uninterested.
1: Yeah. I would just be like, oh.
2: But there's a program on my television that comes on every week and it's fucking phenomenal and it's called Vanderpump Rules and it's meant for my entertainment. Yeah. And the um conceit is that these people are doing ridiculous shit and we're supposed to watch these people make mistakes and then how are you supposed to not as a viewer comment on them like you can't watch The Bachelor and be like well I'm sure at the end of the day Corinne's a really sweet girl it's like no they wouldn't be making a a program if you weren't supposed to roast them so it, it bums me out that the cast doesn't get that like this is how much... This is the most I know how to love you. Like, this is what we were told to do with you.
1: This is my favorite show that has maybe ever existed. Yes. So much so that I dedicate a lot of free time and yeah. have gone through a lot of shit yeah. to make this podcast happen.
2: You want to be here. Yeah.
1: I want to be doing this. Yeah. I'm not getting paid for this. I would get nothing out of this except mm-hmm. for just like a personal joy. Yeah. So like... And I love... These people on this show, mm-hmm. and you're right. This is how I express my love for them. <laughs> right. Were I to hang out with them in real life, and I have had the opportunity to hang out with them in real life, I've done that, and I've decided it's not for me on a day to day basis. Right. It's not some. I love that, not for me, and I want some space. And I want to watch.
2: Asking to do this, <laughs> I don't.
1: I'm like you know what? I was invited to the premiere of the of this season or right. whatever, and I opted to not go because it just felt. It, Felt a little too close for comfort for me. Right. I like to keep a distance. And that's just a personal decision. Right. I'm like, if you weren't on TV and Vanderpump Rules stops, I hope it never does. But Mm -hmm. if it does, this podcast stops. Because this podcast is about a TV show. Right. So like... Don't get it twisted. I'm not like coming for you in your personal life. I'm coming for how you present yourself on a show right. that you're actively being a part of and actively acting like a monster on. Well, because so- here's
2: the thing: I actually think that in the in real life, I think that I would actually probably like Kristen. I know I like Stassi in real life. I do. I think that in real life, I think they are. Every Schwartz is like the nicest fucking person. There is no one nicer on this planet than Tom Sandoval is amazing. I really do like these people. I just... They're not... Like, even if I knew them in real life, they wouldn't be at the top of my call sheet. I don't think I'd be at the top of their call sheet in terms of, that's like, fine to hang with. Yeah. But I think they're probably all... They all have really redeeming qualities, but that's not what we're seeing on TV, and that's what they signed up for, which I know is a reason why I've always said I've had opportunities to do unscripted stuff before, and I've always said no because, one... I know that I would be edited into a monster because half the stuff that I say is fucking ridiculous when it comes out of my mouth. And two, I'm, I just, I don't think I could handle it. I don't want to be scrutinized like that. I would rather be scrutinized for like the way that I communicate via writing or something or my podcast or whatever. I would rather be scrutinized for that than have all of America be like, yeah. You look fat at the pool party, which is no one who wants that.
1: No one. I mean, it just takes a certain type of person who's willing to put themselves out there in that way. And I love it. But at the end of the day, I want to turn it off and I don't want it to be part of my personal life. Mm -hmm. And so this is me doing that. And I'm not like I'm not coming from like a place of jealousy that I'm not included. I truly don't. I don't want to be included. I just want to watch it, love it and talk about it because and honestly, like what shocks me to my core because we Katie and I engaged in like some back and forth words on Friday night sure and things kind of ended with her being like I'm sorry you didn't get your own cum rag but I think we've extended the invite enough and I'm like I think that she thinks that I'm mad that I wasn't invited to her wedding or like that I'm not friends with them and I just want to clear up that I'm not mad about that so that's not what this is about.
2: I like to be included in the level that they included me in Katie's wedding, which the PR companies sent me um, a fake wedding invitation. And Katie wrote me a note being like, hey, girl, will you be my bridesmaid? Tune in on blah, blah, blah. See, and then, that you know is the level I like to be involved in where I'm getting a PR box. You know
1: what pissed me off? I feel like I've given them a lot of PR throughout the years yeah. with my podcasting stuff and like given them a platform And I didn't even get a box. And I would have, you know what? I would have rather had the box than the the actually wedding invite. Yeah, and you know. And that's maybe maybe why I'm doing this podcast right now is I I have a lot of lingering frustrations about that.
2: Totally. And I don't, and by the way, I don't know how I got picked for that other than I just like troll them constantly. Like the, just the cast and everything else on my.
1: But they don't get mad at you for it.
2: Um, well, because I don't do really they? say specific. I don't really. I don't really. The things I say are. I always say that I don't think that I'm talking about the real people. And I also, I'm careful about what I say, but when I say I troll them, I feel like every people at Bravo are like, oh, that girl in California, Molly MacLear, fucking talks about this shit all the time for free. <laughs> They're like, let's give her something. They're like, let's throw a sweetheart a bone over there because she's burning her energy like crazy. <laughs> her <laughs> wheels are spinning. She does not work out because she does not <laughs> stop talking. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Well, I think that this is good. I'm glad we I'd here. love a
1: gift basket. I'd love some merch. I'm a real merch head.
2: Yeah, it was a good... It was a it good... It was good, good merch. Best. She was texting
1: was... me a photo of it. I really liked it. I know. I it. didn't want
2: to make you jealous, but... Oh, you can come over and drink some from my Sir Champagne glasses.
1: All right. Thanks. It's really ironic, too, that Katie would, like, comment at all, because if she's really that angry, the whole... The best way to go about something is to ignore it. Right. And, like, not give it any of your energy or attention.
2: Because doesn't her timeline see in her, like... That that's what They she's all the last see thing She commented Everyone on Everyone that
1: like Follows the podcast sees And then it got A lot more followers So ultimately like Thanks so much But also please apologize Because I was Super rude And my drains Have been shamed And <laughs> I feel really sensitive and it's triggering for me. So anytime you're willing to apologize, I'm willing to hear it and then we'll continue on. Anyway, that's good. Um, also, the timing of her flipping out over her wedding invitations, like right before this episode, which opens with talking about her wedding invitations, seemed a little bit like not thought out on her part.
2: I've never been married. (laughs) I'm a little bit confused. I've been receiving more wedding invitations though recently, which is exciting because for a long time I thought that I was incapable of being invited to a wedding, but it turns out that my friends are late bloomers. And so the invites are coming now. Um, But everyone has a website for the RSVPs now. And so I was confused by the fact that people got uh, like a, a shirt box with um, a tea towel in it and some twine and an RSVP card that had to be physically mailed back. It just felt like very um, analog and strange for what we know of weddings right now And like the fact that the RSVPs came back Without people's names on it Did not surprise me
1: They got really hung up on the tea towel element And then didn't think through to like That actually we need to know What guests are coming to our wedding And what guests aren't coming to our wedding Because at that
2: point the printer's probably just bullshitting them And being like yeah you want to pay an extra $2 for these cards I don't know how to do them Everyone does websites uh, now I think
1: the printer was bullshitting them from the get go When they were like hey have you ever thought about Maybe doing a tea towel instead T-towel. of a, like a paper invite It's just going
2: to be like like a smooth 18 per person but this is what <laughs> that's more than like
1: anthropology charges for a tea towel no for real which i think
2: are pretty nice tea towels those are the nice ones so this is what the this is what the rsvp card said okay, yeah. we can't wait to celebrate our love are you joining us in the woods which for me felt a little too that's close aggressive. to Slenderman. like i was like did slender man officiate their wedding like are you gonna come join us in the woods for love Hon.
1: It's good that you brought up Slender Man because I'm really obsessed with that documentary and I couldn't help but think while I was watching it that like... One of the triangle brains yeah. or two of the triangle brains are going to slender man someone else. Gina,
2: it's gonna be Gina is about
1: to get slendered the fuck out. She's
2: the sacrificial lamb for sure. She,
1: but who are the like, I think Katie and I think it's Katie Stassi. and Kristen. Really?
2: Well, because I think Kristen's the friends that's like, mm-hmm, yep, yeah, mm-hmm, I'll do anything, mm-hmm. And like, you know, Kristen's so, um, I guess like... Kristen's crazy is low super low key right now because like outside of showing up to James's DJ event to quote unquote eat popcorn and watch fireworks which is just like crazy that she can always get these guys she's dating to go along with her to do anything but
1: Carter is kind of like a he's like a very submissive guy to her
2: does he want to be like famous
1: I think that he just might be really into her and like loves her dominant energy
2: I guess so but like he's like I feel the like, only
1: guy I feel like she I mean Sandoval kind of was I feel like Sam Sandoval was kind of submissive towards her
2: yes but I and wait. then James
1: wasn't she went like the total opposite into like James DJ James Kennedy territory well James like, like
2: got a clue when someone was like hey aren't you a little bit upset that your girlfriend is like fucking obsessed with Tom Sandoval like isn't that bizarre to you and James was like yeah wait a minute maybe that is wildly inappropriate that a significant portion of our relationship is committed to the takedown of your ex like that is what is is weird to me about even the carter thing because it's just like i can't imagine dating a guy and being like hey we're gonna like show up to my ex-boyfriend's thing and like watch his life get ruined do you want to come if my significant other asked me to do that i'd be like No be Like why are you frothing At the mouth To bring someone else down That you used to fuck
1: We also need to schedule Like a time to talk Later on After you've gone to this By yourself About why it was so important And discuss the end Of our relationship
2: Exactly (laughs) It's like clearly You're not over it And uh, these shows don't I mean they don't help someone getting over something
1: no they're like hey oh you guys broke up that's amazing because every day for the next six months of filming you're gonna have to interact and talk about them and like go to their events or else you're not gonna
2: get paid i know i was thinking when sheena later in the episode when sheena pandora and katie were all inside and it was just kristen and ariana and stassi sitting outside i was like what was that like like how how did that feel because that seems very awkward to me
1: oh when they like go inside to have a talk and like smooth things yeah over. and like
2: and i'm just like those are the three left outside i'm like i'd love to see how that broke down it's so interesting
1: because like so britney just had a birthday party mm-hmm. and they went to vegas together yeah, and i was went. like okay so ariana now goes to vegas with these girls and like it's just uh, i'm I wonder if it's, like, for the show or if it's being filmed for something. Part of me thinks it is because, like, I don't understand. Right. Or maybe it's just, like, now she's gotten over it and it's just, like, chill.
2: I think what we're supposed to buy or understand about these people is that, like, Tom and Jax are really good friends. So, like, anytime a significant other is friends with the other person you're gonna just like eat shit and go along anyway and just try and be a good person and Ariana's pretty chill like I could she and Stassi did like a snapchat yeah which I saw and I was like huh that's interesting and like they seem to have like their their bit was like kind of playful so I think they can like tolerate each other but I can ham it up yeah for for a 10 second snap but Mm -hmm. like it is uh, It is definitely interesting. I mean, there's obviously just a shit ton of alcohol involved, which I think will get anyone through anything. Yeah,
1: that's true. You know? If there's one <laughs> standard thing in the mix, it's booze.
2: And by the way does the appearance of that sangria just give you a hangover? Like the mirror. I had a sugar
1: headache and I was triggered. I I thought had like an immediate sense memory to an episode of pumped where we tried a bottle and I think I ended up drinking like three fourths of the bottle to myself. And I was just like, I could immediately taste what it tasted like, which might be like for me, it's a bad sign. I didn't like it. No, it's like cardio, but it might be like a good sign that it's such a powerful taste for i don't people. really
2: think of that i don't really think that's what you're going for with a, like our brand you know like um for a
1: sangria i want something like very like light and
2: tasty that then i mix a lot of fruit into that doesn't feel like when you think of overpiling. sangria you want to think about the afternoon you don't want to think about the taste like in a way that you would like the way someone starts talking about coke and you can just feel the last the time drip. you did coke in your face <laughs> like you're just like oh shit like wait okay. should we get coke right now the entire,
1: <laughs> the whole. Like party that happened at Pandora's house was really dark to me because it began with her giving all these other women a tour of her like beautiful home. That she's like, come along
2: now, come along, and like, (laughs) there's
1: just like her accents going in and out, and
2: she's just like breezing through the house like as if like she's like, this is the gym. Come on, Stassi, come on, and it's just like let Stassi take in the gym. Okay, she lives in a shitty one bedroom in West Hollywood. All
1: of them live in like the shittiest apartments of all time, and you're like. I turned 30 and then my mum got this for me. So do you want to see the pool? And it's like it gave me it gave me full body chills in a bad way where I just kind of felt bad for them. I was like the producers have to know like sometimes they put them through really painful experiences just to kind of be like I'm sure this cast makes their lives hell. And I think the producers then get like some sick pleasure out of being like, fuck you now you get to look at Pandora's mansion in Beverly Hills that her mom bought her and think about how you may never have this for yourself.
2: They have to figure out subtle ways to say fuck you to them because I did see some interview with one of the producers on Grantland like um, back before they canceled The right reasons, and he was saying that, like, with Miami Girl, for example, like, they had to so carefully, like, bat, like, load her in because, like, the trust with the cast is, like, comes before everything. Like, that is everything so it's like they have to figure out the most subtle ways to, to be troll. like fuck you yeah And like they always manage they
1: always manage and that pandora house tour was the ultimate fuck you of this episode No,
2: especially because like i i bought a house for, by my own fucking damn self and like i just was looking at like the wood and i was looking at everything and i was just thinking like i, like- I tried my best and i'm still like never gonna get there like i tried my best like i I don't know what I I I will never I mean not that I want to be like Pandora but like I definitely would like my house to be that chic well yeah I mean
1: like for me as a viewer too it's like it's one of those things where I think you can get easily triggered by just like oh I got a house from my parents because when you live in LA for a long time the thought of buying a house to me currently feels like this is something I'm never going to do and something I'm kind of, like, okay with because I actually really love my apartment and so it's chill.
2: No, your apartment is, like, as big as my house as well.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad the listeners know that, too. That's, like, yeah. why I brought this up. Um, no, but, like... It's one of those things where you're just like, mm, I'm. It may not be in my life journey to like own property in Los Angeles, and like, that's cause it's right. tough, and that's okay. Yeah. And so to see like Pandora doing this, I was just like, oh my god! Like, Especially if it hurts me, 30. I can't. I cannot imagine how much it like hurts Stassi.
2: Stassi's father is fucking ridiculous wealthy. Really? Like he, I saw like this dream house that he built himself in new Orleans and granted it's new Orleans. But like, if you were to take that exact house and drop it literally anywhere in LA, it's easily like 2.5 million. Like he built a really beautiful mid-century modern home that has like sculptures in the yard. Like, you know, when someone's got sculptures in the yard, a sculpture
1: game is indicative of fucking
2: very wealthy.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, but um no my stepdad's like fairly wealthy and for my 30th birthday my mom was like what we want to get you something landmark for your 30th birthday like do you want a Chanel purse like do you want diamond earrings and I was like I would like a trip to Europe that's what I got for my 30th birthday that's me being the most spoiled they've ever spoiled me they've never helped me they'd never paid my cell phone bill nothing that was the most spoiled I've ever been for my 30th birthday Pandora got a fucking Beverly Hills house. Like, yeah. that's- she got real
1: estate. That's a, you're in a different game when your parents are buying you real estate. And I've known a, a I've known a fair amount of people whose like parents buy them a starter house or whatever. Right. And
2: Naomi <laughs> <laughs> from Southern Char.
1: <laughs> my dear friend Naomi. Yeah, <laughs> my parents are in France, and I get just to stay here with my boyfriend. But like, it's like you're in a whole other playing field when like there's real estate involved especially like la real estate so that was like a fuck you to everyone and pandora wins the end of the day yeah yeah
2: um hammerhead shark (laughs) why do you call her
1: hammerhead shark
2: she looks like (laughs) a hammerhead shark i've I've always been open about that that's literally pandora walked up to me and said i heard you call me a hammerhead shark i'd be like yeah you can take that though Pandora. like go cry in your 20 million dollar pillow. like who cares? Like <laughs> go have your hot husband fuck you in your like bajillion dollar bed. like who also cares he got years? hair implants. He did have a little something, didn't he? He did,
1: because I remember he was always balding, like, when they got married on Real Housewives, and I was just like, ooh, things are looking grim for him and his He's hair. He's very line. Prince William. And now it's all back. It showed, like, a photo of them together, mm-hmm. and his hair was back, and I was like, he got the hair surgery Good somewhere in him. between there. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to live in a house in Beverly Hills, you also should have someone give you hair surgery. Do you surgery think too. Ken's
2: all natural, baby? Do you think that that's his uh, mop? It looks
1: pretty thick and lustrous and natural. Yeah. But you never know. We need to talk about Joe Simpson. Okay. This is
2: amazing. it was too what much for
1: my soul to like have him involved. Oh. And it also just speaks to where we are as like a nation, where we are in like pop culture and like where Vanderpump Rules is How as like far a show. How we fallen
2: in 10 years. Yeah. Like Joe Simpson literally, first of all, I think is dying of cancer which is not funny. Is he? I think he has like really bad cancer or something. Oh, that's sad. It is really sad. But then it's even darker when you think about the fact that like Joe Simpson has obviously always been closeted.
1: He's closeted but now he's kind of outish. Like doesn't he have a boyfriend? I think he's so. He's like on the scene a little bit. Yeah, he, he has like a young is, boyfriend cuz
2: he's like it's a bachelor pad so make yourself at home. Yeah. Love. Welcome to my
1: art space. And welcome
2: to my art space and then um all right my man welcome my our space and then he goes well girls you know it's all about tits Blah. blah. with us it's about stomach in, dick out and it's like joe i was like joe are you drunk <laughs> well probably tom rolled up with a 12 pack of course joe was
1: <laughs> a little bit tipsy in this scene
2: also like is that girls maybe- they
1: got boobs and all kinds of other stuff
2: <laughs>
1: Stomachin' dick out
2: well that's especially cuz I know he's thinking boobs cuz of his own daughter which is what was what's upsetting to me.
1: The whole thing was just like really strange. And then because I remember when Sandoval posted those on Instagram Mm -hmm. because I commented stunning underneath one. And then someone screenshotted like the comment and sent it back to me and was like, are you for fucking real? And I was like, I am for real. I thought they were stunning. No, he
2: showed me those pictures at a bar. And like he was like, look at these new pics I had taken. And I was like. Wow, I was like, Tom, you're really grown. I was like, I really see, like, a second wind coming for you. Yeah, I truly
1: thought that. And I was like, I'm going to speak to that. I will support anyone on social media or just in in general if I think that they're on the right path. Game-recognized game. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so, like, I think then – We noticed that they were, like, tagging Joe Simpson in the caption. We were like, oh, my God, he's working with, like, Joe Simpson. Like, this is, like, Mm -hmm. the Joe Simpson.
2: Who's, like, I had no idea had, like, uh, transitioned into photographing male models in his home.
1: I think he dates a young gay male model. And so that's why.
2: Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, really weird, um really interesting shoot for Tom, I thought. I'm kind of wearing a poncho loosely inspired by Tom's outfit. Um I love what he's doing with his hair in a way that I mean that it's he's committed.
1: I love what Tom's doing just as like an actor and a model, like getting back to those roots. Right. Like I feel like he's kind of come around full circle. Like we saw him through was it Pierce the Arrow?
2: Pierce the Arrow. And then
1: his other band uh, Charles McMansion Which I'm actually wearing A Charles McMansion shirt oh, Right now I'm jealous
2: You got your mitts On one of those
1: We've seen him through His whole music Career, and now it's come around to what he truly is passionate about, and I think what he should be doing, which is modeling and acting.
2: I think so too. I think that's his calling. I think so too. I think that he had a little bit, I think that I'm gonna blame the dialogue in Peter's film as a reason why he had a hard time getting through that scene. Yeah. It was tough dialogue, it was
1: tough, and it's also being shot on a roof in direct sunlight against like and a I'm green screen. I'm pretty sure he was
2: V hungover, yeah, which like. Literally, that is the ultimate, that is, that is the kind of favor your friends ask of you in LA, which is like, please drive out hungover, camera ready, put on this black shawl, and then recite this ridiculous, uh, dialogue that's not connected to any world you've ever lived in like yes commander the pods are coming like what the fuck does that mean
1: and then when i was just like watching that scene i was like this is gonna look like shit i'm so embarrassed for everyone and then they showed a clip of it and sandoval actually looked amazing and like delivered the lines in a very believable way and i was like i played myself thinking that because this is an actor this is a model this is sandoval and this
2: is a film um but wait can we go back really really quickly to like something that really shook me, which was when Tom was talking to Tom at the modeling shoot and Schwartz says to him, look, I'm like team Katie for the next month. I mean, like hopefully my life, but like for the next month, definitely. And it's like, whoa. Because like when he called her a bitch during the paint samples thing, which I do want to talk about this, the dynamic with them in general. Mm -hmm. I do feel for Katie that like, I think that she has been low key humiliated and abused for years by Schwartz on this show. Really? Despite the Schwartz is the nicest guy in the world, but I think that he has not been able he's been here nor there with the commitment for years and now he's like, yeah, like I'm going to marry you. But this is like like are over a year after she's given him an ultimatum. This is like five years of dating. The dude still doesn't have a job. The dude still is like modeling, like only getting closer to 40. Like, if they want to have a kid, how can you support a family off of occasional modeling jobs and your wife's waitressing salary?
1: What's hard for me about this show is that I forget what happens in past seasons because I'm, like, so wrapped up in, like, the drama of now. And then I remember when you say that about his, like, commitment stuff, it jogs my memory, and I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, he's, like, been a total slacker and has done all this shit to her. That being said, I'm of the mind that, like, if a guy is, like, Giving you the signals that he's maybe not super down for commitment or he's not ready for something serious, you need to listen to that and then, like, take that as that is his truth and his journey and then either decide if you're comfortable with that and want to remain in a relationship with that person or if you're not comfortable with that, you break up and go find someone who is willing to commit and give you the ring. I
2: agree with you. The onus definitely would have been on Katie to deal with this, like, in terms of the breakup, especially after she gave him the ultimatum, which I think one would admit that's not an ideal situation to have to be in in the first place where you're saying, like...
1: The ring on a string, like, was that post-ring on the string it was ultimatum? It like, ring was on like, the
2: string happened, and then I think it was, like, in the finale, Katie was, like, they were sitting on the bank ad outside at, like, Sheena's at some sort of party and she was like
1: the reunion string triggered then the ultimatum discussion where yeah. it was like you have 6 months or and something and then at the
2: reunion it had been 6 months there was no ring and Katie had to sit there and eat crow and be like yeah i mean i know and like lisa's been giving Katie the business for a few years now with like you know if schwartzie doesn't figure it out like you're going to have to make a move and I've been in relationships where you're like, yeah, but I've already put in all this time. And and that's why I think Tequila Katie comes out. I have definitely had a Tequila Katie moment when I've been in a really, really fucking bad relationship. And I felt like I've already put all this time and energy into it. And so all I have to do is make it work. And won't this guy just fucking keep it together for five minutes so I don't have to ream him? And it's like, I think that she has a lot of built up resentment and anger but also suffers from that common fear that a lot of women do, which is like, I've already put all this time into this. When am I going to get a chance to have another five years with a guy and have have him hopefully be my soulmate? Um, I think she's, like, suffering from, like, I bought into this soulmate thing a while ago, like buyer's remorse, except with soulmates, which is,
1: it sucks that that's a way that our society is that like tells women that like your time is up once you've reached like your mid thirties or like your early thirties, because I don't subscribe to that. And do not think that that's true? And that's like a categorical lie. But I think for this group, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, I think that it's like a lot of her identity is wrapped up in this relationship. And her friendships and her life is wrapped up in this relationship so to in order to extract herself from it and like forge a new path it means having to like dismantle everything she knows to be true and like starting over which a lot of the time, it's just easier to keep going on the path that you're already on.
2: Yeah, I mean... The
1: path of least resistance or the I, path of just, like, verbally abusing your boyfriend until he's, like, literal, like, pulp on the ground.
2: I See, I don't know. I feel for Katie because I think that now she's finally... She, this is obviously the season. She knows this is the season where she's going to be heard more than she's ever been heard in the history of the show because she's the bride. The show's, like, all about her. The way that Sheena's season with her wedding was about Sheena. And... I think that there's Katie has been put in the corner so many times throughout the years, whether it be you know Schwartz cheating on her and like you know finally telling her once Jack threatened to reveal um the information to her like um Stassi basically like you know gaslighting her for like a really long time and we don't know a lot of these people are fighting about things that we've never seen too and that's the definitely the undertone of a lot of these conversations so like I think that Katie's definitely being a a monster this season from what we can see on camera and I'm not like defending her actions but I think that that we've seen Katie be put in the corner a lot over the years and she's trying to take it like take it back now she,
1: but the way she takes ownership of her voice and the way she becomes empowered is just through anger and it's like trying to control with anger and that is so it's very misguided and it yeah. doesn't it doesn't work it's not an effective way of communicating and it's not an effective way of getting what you want ultimately and then the
2: problem with this group is that they all kind of have the same problem so like no one's gonna call out the i mean when stassi said like you know so she got she got drunk and like screamed at her boyfriend and said a bunch of rude shit that's what we all do and it's like
1: it's like no i i mean like i don't do that i know a lot of people other people that don't do that like so
2: people in a healthy relationships do when they can't speak about things with sober minds and so then when they're drunk they fucking go off the rails about something that happened two weeks ago
1: yeah but like normally you're just like kind of constantly communicating with the person you're in a relationship with. And you're like, you try your best to just be on the same page or at least near each other's pages at all time. And if you're getting off the page, you like have a little regroup moment where you're like, Hey, I want to talk about this page I'm on. Like what page are you on? Like, can we get in the same chapter and like in the same vicinity of pages in this book called our relationship? It's
2: hard to watch because like, then you see a small quote unquote, small victory Like Tom suggesting the prenup and he's just like, oh, thanks for being logical. Thanks for being logical about this. Which just like goes to show me like how few conversations they actually have in real life. Like how, how, if that's, if that is like a huge bridge for them to cross when it seems like it should just be like one of the many difficult conversations people have going into something like a lifelong commitment. That was so hard for him.
1: I know, but it's like, I don't think any of the people on the show really have any sort of emotional intelligence whatsoever. So, like, I think and I'm like, okay, then what the fuck are they talking about? Like, when they hang out all the time, like, they live together. Like, aren't you kind of constantly, like, on a check-in basis with the person? Like, I feel like in my relationships and friendships and stuff, like, I'm pretty checking in with people and making sure I'm like, okay, I think that we're, like we both have an understanding of what's going on, or maybe I'm acting, like, weird, but I know that, and, like, I want to address it later or apologize for it. And, like, I don't think that these people, the cast of Vanderpump Rules, has any self-awareness of, like, their actions and behaviors towards each other. And, like, they have no self-awareness of, like, the way the world even sees them and interprets it was super strange
2: to see Kristen come for Stassi on Twitter over Stassi saying that she liked Melania Trump's inauguration. Outfit. I have that
1: screenshotted and saved on my desktop of the computer. Cause I was like, wait a second. Like, what is this? But like, that's why I'm also just like, I can't with these bandos. I would love uh, them actually to have like a news show about like political happenings where they have to like, deeply engage in like political discussions with each other that Andy Cohen should consider just like making the reunion episodes about that
2: that's actually they did the debates which I thought were really interesting like on the watch what happens live debates but like that's actually a very good idea is to have like like the Southern Charm people and the Vanderpump rules people. I need to know what those Summer House kids think. Were they with her? Um, I do think that most of the cast was probably with her, except for I would say Stasi and maybe Sheena, because Sheena's from OC and it seems like she could Brittany too though oh from, like too but yeah very
1: religious like ba- southern baptist background is like they're all trump supporters jack said
2: it again this week now this is there's this like thing going around online where people on the cast are defending Brittany and her mom saying they're actually quote huge lgbt supporters and it's like and it's like jack said it's always whenever like There's uh, some sort of, like, bisexual comment or something about guys or anything homoerotic. Brittany, like, completely side-eyes him. And I'm like, why are we hearing about this again this week? Like, I thought we could just have the last two episodes with the homophobia. But do we have to have it on this one, too?
1: I do not understand her, like, not understanding Jax. Like, you can Google anyone that you date, but with this person, you can literally watch, like, 48 hours of footage of this person's life. I'm like drooling right now cuz I just I'm like brain damaged by the fact that Britney like doesn't understand. I would
2: think they'd be more upset about the pro-life aspect of it where I was like this man has had been the cause of multiple abortions which is a woman's choice but I would think that they would absolutely take way more umbrage with the fact that Jax could potentially be the father to multiple children right now. No,
1: it's the gay. The, it's gay, the stuff gay kills and they're like have a big or at least her mom does have a big big problem with being gay because
2: the woman who got the abortions they were just whores yeah. you know so it's like really more just about the Jackson gay.
1: crazy like also that church really triggered me because i was like what fucking street corner is this on it's like in the middle of nowhere i literally
2: wrote Jackson, Brittany and church is bringing back Laura Lee outside of AA vibes. Not sure that this is a real service. Like, I there don't think that's a real There were 10 people in that church service, It looks like an AA spillover meeting. Like, the people that were there, I'm like, that is like a weird 35-year-old man with, like, partially grown-in facial hair. Like, why is he at this mass?
1: The church service definitely happened on, like, a Tuesday afternoon. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they can't actually go in and film in a real church service, like, on a Sunday. It's just too much. So, they – that's, like – This show is always doing that. Like, they made Katie and Schwartz got married on, like, a Wednesday afternoon or something. Like, it's doing, like, off-brand shit
2: like that. Yeah, which, like, by the way, I thought was about the discount, but then I realized, no, it's literally about the shooting schedule. Because getting married on a Wednesday is, like... That's what poor people do.
1: (laughs) I mean, like, when we went to Ariana's birthday party, which was also on, like, a weekday It was on, like, a Tuesday morning at
2: 11.
1: Yeah, it was not on, like, a conducive to, like, a party weekend schedule. It was, like, I had to ask off of work that day and be like, I'm going to Ariana's birthday party. Which may be the reason I don't have a job right now. Who knows? (laughs) I've sacrificed a lot for Vanderpump Rules is the bottom line. Let's get this
2: girl some ads.
1: (laughs) But also, church in LA, period, is like a very dark journey.
2: It's specifically those types of churches that look like it's in a half church, half rec room. Like there might be like a halfway (laughs) house. There might be like a two liter bottle of ginger ale open, like in a corner somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like it just seems like a mishmash room. Yeah, it was like
1: in a weird part of town. Like it was just not the journey.
2: I'm not looking forward to this spinoff because the tape that we saw of Jax like trying to like deal with a pig or whatever it was that it just, to me, I was like, I don't want to see the simple life starring Brittany and Jax. Yeah. I do not want to watch Jax try to manage Brittany's family.
1: No. And like,
2: you know, like Jax, you got to scoop the manure. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah, no, I don't care about that. And I've never in my life
1: thought until just right now when you said that it might be that. And then I'm furious because like, I just want to see them like living in their apartment building and like interacting in their world in LA, but just like they're the central version, and then you like see the
2: other characters, it's, kind of like friends. It's gonna be like I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you what I think the pitch is. It's gonna be like they go back for like a couple months, like probably during the summer, and they go on this extended vacation, and the whole thing is is Jack's going to propose to Brittany because the mom has done a nice job teeing up that no. they, there's an expectation. The church is an expectation. The marriage is an expectation. The heat is on, and I really think that Jax will propose to her for this show. Oh I think God. that's probably already a promise that's been made.
1: I'm depressed now.
2: I know. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't want to do that to you, but no, I really this is
1: actually like her. Painful.
2: Like, what did you think it was gonna? What did you? I think don't it know. Was gonna... I just thought, thought just it was just gonna... Didn't gonna. Think about it. I
1: didn't think about it. I was like, <laughs> well, they live in that apartment building with Katie and Tom, so it's gonna be like two sad sack couples living together who be hate. He
2: dumb. I know the person who redid their apartment and made the Bubba Rub, Bubba, Bubba thing. Yeah. How do She's you speak? a Okay, so it's this girl. It's a girl named Mr. Kate. She's actually really, 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 really sweet and she has a lot of great ideas. But there's this video that they did where they're like kind of like renovating Tom and Katie's thing. And it's an actual like mini episode. It's about 11 minutes long and it's on YouTube. And you can look up the remake of. Tom and Katie's apartment. And the art above the thing is that Tom had printed out and framed just like a piece of computer paper in like an 899 frame from Walgreens. Um like the how Katie's nickname came to be. Mm-hmm. So it started like Katie, Kate, Bubba, Rub, Bubs. Something blah blah blah. So like, and then that's exactly what that's what you read there is what was.
1: Then she interpreted it into an art piece. No,
2: she just wrote it. She just wrote it. She wrote the list from the computer printer piece thing onto onto this canvas, and like even her own boyfriend, Mister her husband, Mister Kate does this thing with her husband was like, it's good like she was like he was like kind of like roasting it a little bit but like there was and there's string art that I don't think we've seen on tv but there's also a whole string art wall
1: is it in their bedroom
2: it's above it's on the opposite side of the Bubba thing it's above the, the kitchen dining room table
1: they just like live in a hoarder's den. Is it? It looks like that to me. From T, I've never been set foot into their apartment, but from what I've seen on TV, it's just like they don't understand what like home furnishings are and like what to do with things. Like right, the other shots that we've seen of their apartment just from the show, it just seems like there's like shit everywhere. And then they have that like little friends like door frame thing that's like offset, like not centered around the actual peephole. It's like. Just off to the side, yeah, and it just—I'm like, they don't understand. It's just interesting too, right now, because like obviously everyone's kind of coming into a bit of money on the show, and so like they're they're able to upgrade their living situations. But even when they're able to do that, the outcome is not great
2: stassi's done a pretty good job with her place does a
1: nice job if she's like a really into like cream and gold colors and then like a lot of like fur and textured elements the way like jacks and britney decorated their apartment which i'm actually obsessed with because it's like by it's like tiffany blue but then cape cod themed like by the seashore but they are like in k-town i
2: know it's like and that's how you know She's a Kentucky girl because she's like we're by the ocean, y'all, and it's like no, you're forty minutes away from L.A. Now
1: it's sea time. Let's go to the beach.
2: And like that is that is not Malibu, like sea. That's not even Manhattan Beach. That's like. That is home goods version of the ocean. Yeah, like that's it's really precious what mm-hmm. they've managed to do with that space. I'm
1: excited to see what their like new apartment looks like. I and think also, they moved in this weekend.
2: I'm obsessed that they named that dog Kingsley because I feel like that dog. I mean Kingsley is such a Kingsley famous Kingsley is dog a very, name. very a
1: loaded name for a dog on a Bravo, Bravo reality like- show. Go to GetCanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription.
0: Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you.
1: A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime
0: Beauty.
2: um okay, are we talking about Stasi's mom's hysterectomy yet
1: um we haven't spoken of it, but we should talk about it
2: well I just want to talk about how delicious the meal Stasi made her mom looked, which was a piece of toast with salami on it yes please a piece of toast with what looked like peanut butter, mushed up raspberries. Yes, please. And then a fucking ice cream scoop of cookie dough. Like if I had a hysterectomy, that's exactly, I want that right now. <laughs> like I will, you can have my uterus if I can have that meal. Like that's fine. I wasn't going to do anything with it anyway. I'm Bring glad cookie dough.
1: that did a lot for you. Like, and like ignited your culinary. Like, I
2: don't think enough people notice the salami.
1: I noticed the salami and I had a visceral reaction to it where I like
2: shuddered and
1: like had like a mini soup you know
2: Dana's on some good painkillers. Probably still kicking back the champagne. Yeah, the it looked like they were very much drinking. drinking. She
1: started <laughs> out with like a mimosa, and then like stress, sad drank a Modelo. Like after she had a breakdown in front of her little brother, where she kind of like projected her issues onto him. Like Nikolai like, is
2: the most emotionally stable person on this show.
1: Like in. <laughs> Like, out of probably their greater friend group that stretches out to maybe hundreds of people, Nikolai... Yeah, like, Nikolai has it just... Yeah. He's got it figured out. But the best was he's, like, being very even-keeled and just saying, like, you know, I... Like, you've been through a lot, but this guy doesn't have anyone. Patrick and, like, is you're alone lucky. right now. Yeah. And he, he has
2: nobody helping him. I want to talk to him. That's and I
1: think he- also he's kind of saying, like, look at you and your life. Like, you're lucky to be surrounded by friends and family. Yeah. And then Stasi does one of my favorite things is where you like get triggered. So you kind of turn it on someone. And you're like, I just need you to like be supportive. Okay. Like I need you right. I need you right now. And like gets upset by that instead right. of being like listening to what he's saying and being like, thank you. Like you're right. Like, Thank I you. 11 year
2: old brother. Like, and then know- he has to
1: like comfort her. And I'm just like, Nikolai needs his own show. That's like a spinoff where he just tells it like it is. He could be like the new Oprah essentially.
2: Or we just need to, like, leave Nikolai alone. Like, I'm, like, here where it's, like, you either bring your brother on and he gets to be a child or we don't see your brother. But, like, there is no scene where your brother, your child, your child brother is forced to comfort you while you weep about your breakup. And, like, with with all due, like, I understand. I'm sure I probably have said inappropriate things in front of my brothers and sisters over the years myself, but... (laughs)
1: But you haven't brought them on a reality show to like coach you through your tough times. No. Um, Wait, I really need to talk about James and Raquel going out to dinner. Mm -hmm. Like what I don't understand about this show and what happens a lot is that someone will cheat or like an indiscretion will happen and it will be caught on camera and like there's definitive proof that exists of someone's like actions. Right. And then they get confronted about it and then they deny it and then it's just like, fine
2: i mean the thing that i thought was interesting was he tried to be like you know that was back in my drinking days there were so many whiskeys and old fashions who know who knew what happened in my house and it's like (laughs) that was three weeks ago i know and also (laughs) like do you really think that like this woman is going to like so desperate because who wouldn't want to just be caught in bed with james kennedy so desperate that she's going to come into your bed lay down next to you while you're sleeping take several pictures of herself, which is an odd thing to do to begin with, but you're probably doing that knowing that it's going to be interesting fodder to get you on television. Yeah. But it's like you expect Raquel and she did buy Like, did you expect Raquel to buy that? Like this woman just randomly did this for her own health like hopped into bed with you took some pics and she was like I mean I guess it's possible but like what if you're cheating on me like it was just so weird she again it's like you could watch the
1: last season of this show and like see who this person is like very very clearly so I guess you maybe didn't do that or you're just like living in denial or living in a fantasy land of your own making but like something isn't adding up and then I'm also like Okay, why the fuck would anyone lie about sleeping with James? There is right. no reason for anyone to do that,
2: right? And also, it doesn't seem like something that would be particularly hard. Like the the more like I was disappointed in Sandoval for like telling Gigi she was thirsty. I was disappointed in him for engaging in that sort of dialogue. I felt
1: like he was very slut shamey in that, yeah. like in the confrontation scene mm-hmm. where he like set talk shit to her and Ellie because it's like. I mean, their their motivations are pretty unclear also. Just, like, they want to get on TV and, like, stir shit up. But they're not that great at doing it. So, in that sense, like, they are thirsty. But, like, I also... I don't know. I, w- I took issue with them being, like... Everyone being, like, Eskimo sisters. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that's kind of, like, a disrespectful term to call them
2: Totally. That. And, like, also, like, I love TNA. But I do not understand their allegiance to James. Like they're smart enough and also politically woke enough that they have to know that like spitting on a woman that you've just dated or like when James like licked his hand and then wiped it down Gigi's face. Like gross. That's physical, that's physical assault. And like, and additionally just like the wording that's being used. Like I know they're smarter than to, if they're so sensitive to like, jack saying transvestite instead of transgender being like no dude that's not cool like tom has been so consistent about calling jacks out for like using wrong wrong terminology or whatever but for some reason there was always a blind side whether it be with the witches of weho or anything like anything involving what comes out of james kennedy's mouth there's always this blind spot for the way that people speak speak to and treat women on this show always a blind spot always and it's like the one it's like the one consistent thing it just drives me nuts like the it's like the more uh, like aware they get of other things the more this thing seems to get i'm like oh finally tom and ariana are saying like things that are relevant to the world on this show in some capacity yeah
1: but this show also like really capitalizes off of like a narrative that it's like Who's being a whore? Like, who can we like call a whore? Who can we turn on? And also like, it's sad because the, in the world of this show, like the guys are always having way more fun than like the women are like, and they are like, Consistently less drama With each other They look like They're always having A more enjoyable time If I personally Had to choose Whatever situation To be in I would always want to go Wherever they're going Because it looks to be Like way more lol Totally And with like the women On the show It's just nothing But like cat fights And like picking out One person to like bully And like Slut shame and just be like they're so Hateful to each other all yeah. the time
2: It does seem like all they do Is binge drink and just like download Information on one another like yeah. that's all It seems like that's their activity The women on the show do not have high self Esteem no Kristen has The lo- highest of all of them
1: Kristen Yeah my Stassi TBD Katie has literally Zero self esteem which is why she Like empowers herself through anger and Like why she feels comfortable lording Her wedding over all these people because she thinks like that gives her some sort of like currency and mm-hmm. value in this world and spoiler alert it doesn't everyone fucking gets married or yeah. if they're not married they don't give a shit about getting exactly. married so like that is just your own thing and like Ariana, I think, has like a fair amount of self esteem.
2: And they call her, what do they call her for it? Um, what's the? Um, elitist. They elitist said she's elitist. And that she has a um, a superiority complex.
1: Yeah. Katie said she's an elitist and a stuck up person. It's like, no, she just has a emotional intelligence and is not like a petty ass fucking bitch. That's like what you Tom guys said. Are. He's
2: like, she just doesn't get worked up about shit that she doesn't think is like, you know, like, and he basically said, like, no, that's not true. And yeah, I was proud she's of not for knowing an antagonist. Exactly. Because there's not a lot of times where they can articulate back, no, this is actually what's going on here. And because these people don't live in reality. And that's like a big thing I think that ties
1: into like Katie, like flipping out at me on Instagram is like, I think that these people on this show, especially the women of this show, have lived in a world now uh, where they get rewarded for acting psychotic to each other. And so like they live in this like consequence free existence where instead of like having like the social consequences that come with acting like a monster to people and like you get cut out of social circles or reprimanded, they're rewarded by it with money and like more fame and recognition. Mm -hmm. So when like someone comes along and says, lol you act like an insane person and you're like controlling and like calls them out for it in like a podcast or otherwise it blows their minds to get such negative feedback that it becomes like they need to find a way to like shut that down or they like can't handle it
2: too but like okay so here's a question do we think that because this you just launched this podcast and I was surprised that like Jack said like that picture I'm like oh okay so the cast is already coming over to your new project I kind of felt like that Now that you say it that way, and I'm thinking just about the way that Katie went through your comments, like, do you feel like she was sent in to do that? Like, do you think that that, she was tipped off like, hey, there's all this shit going on?
1: my instinct is that it was friday night katie was out getting wasted and had somehow over the course of last week gotten alerted to what all was happening and then had enough drinks to where she felt comfortable like going in really hard and like Mm. leaving a series of comments and it was just classic tequila katie
2: she should have been token katie that night
1: yeah she (laughs) just like proves her own point over and over again and so it's like I have empathy on her that it must be hard to hate yourself so much and then have to see yourself on TV like acting like a psycho week to week. But I don't. I'm like you dig your own grave repeatedly, and, and I don't just even did.
2: think we've seen the worst of what's going to happen to Katie this season because, like, just to jump forward really quickly, like, are we okay? So the way that it's like this season on Vanderpump Rules, and then we see Stassi saying to Sheena, there was sexting videos. And then we cut to, like, Katie being upset. My i my assumption is that the sexting videos must have been from Tom, right? Tom sent that to someone. But it also because of the way oh, that Oh, there were cut, videos
1: from him, like, he's sexting someone else. Videos,
2: yeah, because there was, there is a moment, too, a mopey moment where Katie goes, my fiancé's cheating on me. That was another line that was used. But I don't, maybe she's just talking about the past cheating. Um Or, I don't know. These
1: two people should not be getting married. No. Like, across the board. What is
2: going on here? (laughs) And it's like, (laughs) what is going on? I don't understand. But she loves
1: it because it gives her like ratings.
2: And by the way, I don't think we've seen Katie working as her assistant for like two weeks now.
1: No, we saw it last week where they painted oh, right. the, the VIP, VIP room. room. And that was the VIP room it. of Sir, right? Yeah. And they okay, I mistakenly had said <sighs> that it was Villain Blanca. Yeah, they just like slapped paint against the wall. Around
2: like the, it's like, no, dude, take the mirror off the wall and paint underneath the mirror.
1: Lisa just made her painter show up and he, you can tell he's like tortured by them trying to paint because he's just going to have to paint over everything they do. Right.
2: I think we're, like, up to the point where Tom and James are ordering their London Fogs, right?
1: Yeah, they go to the American Tea Room. Where the fuck is that?
2: Literally, I thought about Googling it, and I, like, got bored in the middle of the thought. Yeah, I can't do it. Except I was just thinking that London Fog sounds like it's probably the only thing on the menu that has alcohol in it.
1: <laughs> I, thought, I thought that, and you know what? I thought until now, oh, they're at a bar, like, ordering cocktails because... That's just like what they do on the show, but right. then I realize, oh, they're at a tea room because James is sober.
2: Yeah, um, I do, I do love his ice cream journey though. I
1: love his sobriety.
2: So Tom's basically like, um, gonna be real with you, like you're prop, you probably fucked Gigi, like,
1: and then he's like, no, I'm telling you, like I wouldn't even remember if I did or not, and it's like. Okay, well, then, so, but you did. Yeah. Like, you definitely fucked Ellie. Like, right. she's in the bed with you March 13th with like an 8 a.m. time stamp on the selfie. Like,. For what I just don't I still am not understanding why then you would want to go public with the knowledge that you like that you fucked James Kennedy. Like I would fuck James Kennedy just to tell you in private, yeah. be like off the record. Guess just like guess what? Last weekend I fucked <sighs> James Kennedy. It was crazy and then tell you all about it, but then we never actually speak no. about it publicly. No. Like I would like stunt fuck him, but yeah. never like n- never brag fuck him. No,
2: that's not a brag. He's now fucked at least he fucked Lauren.
1: Lauren, Lala, Ellie, Gigi, anyone else in, like, this... Kristen. Mm-hmm. He's bedded five women in the Sir Pump universe.
2: Who was the girl that was a friend of... The, the Redhead. The Redhead. With what is her Uber. name? Jenna. Um, Jenna. Jenna. Yeah. And then I think there was another indiscretion in addition to Jenna. What about Jax? Jax is fucked
1: stassi Kristen,
2: laura lee laura lee Brittany, Brittany, the uh the ballerina from season one
1: which one was she he,
2: oh maybe it was season two he went on a date with one of them when stassi was the champagne queen and had to sit in the glass she's like you're fucking disgusting don't oh, talk
1: like, yeah just
2: fucked a girl last night don't talk to me um james or she never fu- he never fucked lala no um rachel i want to see james and jack's tag team rachel I'm just gonna put that, put that out there. I feel like she'd be into that. I think she would not be into it, but as I think that in a, in a brief, if she would consent for just a brief moment, I would like to see that.
1: Maybe they they consent. could do like a porn, like a consensual porn. That would be hot. Yes,
2: yes, I'd buy it. I just, wanna say, I I just want to say I'd download Pindora. the
1: preview link and I'd watch that. Yeah. I don't know actually if I'd buy it, but I would definitely watch Rachel the O'Brien link.
2: superstar. Hmm. Hmm. Inside
1: Rachel O'Brien. So Pindor throws. The, like, spa day for Katie's wedding. And when she brought the food out, I just, like, also gagged, like, because it was just, like, a huge bowl of pasta salad and that sangria. And I was, like, I can't think of two things I'd rather not eat.
2: I would rather eat that than that fucking Taco Bell Tower that I've had nightmares about (laughs) for weeks.
1: Okay, wait. Would you rather... Eat the top ta- okay, Taco Bell, you get three meal choices. Okay. I feel like I know what you're gonna say. You get either a Taco Bell tower or you get cookie dough salami toast.
2: Oh cookie dough no, salami toast. I don't even know it needs <laughs> or
1: <one. laughs> pasta salad sangria.
2: Or Kristen's um mango goat cheese balls from her veggie Holiday <laughs> vlog. <laughs> Wait, I have
1: not visited VeggieHolic in a really long time, and I've I think we need been. to go. I what?
2: Just, someone's been someone posts the recipes on our emotionally broken psychos Facebook group, so I I checked it out from there.
1: Okay, I recommend for our listeners to go to Sayonara Restaurant Rage. The post on Veggieholic.com. dot com. Scroll to the end for a Maya Angelo quote.
2: Ooh, hell yes! I feel like a bitch. Like busting her on this because it's hard to put yourself out there and be vulnerable, especially when this is not your area in life that you've chosen to pursue full blown. It's just interesting. I think she's writing a book. It's too sad to make fun of. It's like, it's too sad. It's like bad sketch comedy is just too sad to make fun of. Like, I don't want to make fun of some people. I mean, come on. They all got together and they practiced that. I mean, what's sadder than that? Like, you know, good, like good for them for the only thing sadder than that is literally Carter ordering a pickleback shot. Like
1: <laughs> that bar that they went to for their like pre bachelor party
2: powwow powwow.
1: I've been to that bar. What is it? I, I was think wondering. it's a bar in the valley. Okay. It's like, I can't remember where, but I've been there.
2: Have you ever had a pickleback?
1: Yeah. I had one in New York once.
2: I feel like that's up there with like, I kind of Jaeger like bombs. Yeah. Like... It's
1: definitely like in your twenties, like something funny and fun to drink one time, yeah. but then like, it's not like a go-to order.
2: Carter's like 45, like guys, picklebacks, picklebacks guys. I'm like what do you want to like who is Carter literally who is Carter mark. and what
1: does he want
2: I don't know I think he wasn't he like a bartender at the Hudson or something and he and Katie fucked once and oh, then like yeah, they
1: did fuck once. and then, then, then like Kristen and,
2: and him matched on Tinder and she's like I think that's that guy from the Hudson because they love the Hudson they love the, the Hudson which is like if
1: you ever want to come to LA and like socialize with a Vanderpump Rules yeah. character you can go to the Hudson any night of the week, probably, and they will be there. The
2: Hudson's like a train car, oddly situated on the side of like Crescent,
1: Crescent Heights and Santa Monica Isn't,
2: Boulevard. It's like a cross from a magazine stand or something like it's just it's 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 kind of in the
1: corner. It has like subpar food. It's like all the food on the menu is like goat cheese ball adjacent. It's a real Vando crowd there. Mm-hmm. Um, So enjoy that hot, sexy tip.
2: Can we, can I really quickly mention that Jax only wears Givenchy?
1: <laughs> Givenchy? What does yeah, he
2: call it? He goes, what is this, Givenchy? And she goes, it's Givenchy. I'm like, I only wear Givenchy. Like, you literally <laughs> went right for it. I he was loves was like, Look it. At you. Also, the use of the word transvestite in the, in the, producer being like he's like what is it a trans, trans transvestite and the producer obviously like not and he's like yeah so i'm dressing like a transvestite and it's like damn it jacks his
1: like, knowledge he, of you- queer culture <laughs> is like very lacking but no. he's trying yeah
2: he walks into it every time but okay so katie's beautiful spa day when sheena threw her napkin or whatever like i was like damn but also i was at i was there for sheena and that, that i was like I I think this would have been my breaking point too.
1: Sheena is trying to just do play by the rules and like appease everyone. And I think that is Sheena's problem is being a people pleaser and like needing to do that. Like that's going to take up a lot of like emotional real estate that you don't necessarily have to give. So maybe like think about your life and your decisions and try to be like just more for yourself.
2: But Sheena's wishy-washiness is exactly the kind of thing that, like, if I was drunk, it would really upset me. Which is why I kind of sympathize when Stassi had that drunken meltdown and was like, "Stand for something, Sheena." Like, I would think after five years of having to deal with Sheena's wishy-washy shit, like, it would upset you. I would be, I would be so done of like someone just always in the room, always around, but completely non-committal, there for the good times. Whenever anything gets rocky or bad, she is, like, giggling with the with the guys about how annoying or whatever they are. Like, the way that she was, like, you know, putting him, everyone on blast to Sandoval that day and being, like, do you think Katie's an alcoholic? Like, Shay's, like, on his phone, like, not even paying attention. He's... So Shay's checked out Shay's, Shay's is done his, He's on Raya yeah. Like he's literally like on Raya Like while this conversation's happening Like swiping right on literally anyone
1: Yeah I mean I get the wishy-washiness I just didn't like it's Sheena You know what I mean Like she's gonna just be like trying really hard She's never been accepted 100% by this group So like she's gonna do do whatever it takes to try and like fit in And clearly she came at this party Trying to do the right thing And like get Ariana and Stasi to, like, apologize to each other and, like, be on good enough terms to go to a bachelorette party yeah. to, like, appease Katie and make Katie feel happy. And then Katie's just like, did everyone apologize or what?
2: It's like also if the apology means something to you, like, as the bride, stand up for yourself. I know that everyone's supposed to, like, lay off the bride. I do think it's – Sheena. Always... Sheena makes it hard for me because – at the same time, I'm like, why the fuck, after, especially after Lisa told you, did you feel compelled to bring the money issue about surrounding the bridal party, which was insane. That's yeah, insane that for was your not friends chill. To hand over, like, an $800 bill to you when apparently the background story on that was that Sheena was apparently trying to, like, freeze her eggs and shay was like rapidly draining their bank account so money was a little bit more of an issue for them at that time well yeah i
1: don't think that you put up the fight about money if you're not already having like money problems
2: exactly especially when like the undertone of this entire show is that like jk these people like katie has no problem affording her fifty thousand dollar wedding like that's not a problem for them Yeah, between their salary their instagram posts their Bonuses for their shitty parties or whatever it is that they do like they had no problem paying for that Katie had her birthday paid Katie went to Foxwoods for her birthday this year she probably got like 30 grand for just that like they can pay for this fucking wedding yeah cut the shit.
1: I guess it's just she's not very assertive and she's not saying what she needs you know what I mean and that may be the big thing that's bothering me where it's like you said like if it really she needs the apology like then you need to sit down with these people and say like I need you guys to be on good terms or this isn't gonna work she has everyone do her bidding for her she like outsources her dirty work to her fiance or to Sheena and then she just sits there like very like negatively or whatever
2: which is kind of a new color for her though because she's never really done that in the past like i mean before Stasi, like she never sent schwartzen to do her dirty work for her she never really had dirty work on the show to be done the sheena thing like i know that everyone's supposed to treat the bride like the bride but it's like yo these are your two friends this is your husband's uh your fiance's grooms men ariana and this is your actual best friend like get in there yourself
1: this is your problem it's not sheena's Sheena's problem problem. exactly yours and you won't deal with it and because you're you have no spine to actually stand up to people in real life which is why you can get drunk and like rage out on them on text messages or like rage out on them on social media but you can't actually just be like hey, I need to talk to you about something. Like, this fight you're having isn't cool with me, and it makes me feel uncomfortable, and I don't want to go into, like, a fun weekend with you guys having tension. So can you guys figure it out and, like, let's move on? It's just, like... Instead of doing that, she just goes about it in other ways. And that kills me. So
2: real quick, then we have to touch on the final fucking moment of the show where Schwartz and Katie are at like father's office or something. And they're like getting a father's office burger. And like Tom is wearing, which the ultimate sign that I know that I knew that their marriage was not going to last is that they did all rose gold. And it's like, I just, when I see Rose Gold as a wedding ring, I'm like, that's not forever, honey. That's like, uh, that you got that. As um, a wedding band, you're like not no, in for that? No, I don't think that your wedding ring should look like it came out of a dish on the counter at LF. Like, I really feel very passionately about that. I love that. And I love that he wore it to dinner. Like, he wanted to be like, oh, I'm kind of liking this. And Katie was nervous about him wearing his ring quickly. Like, the fight escalates and she storms out. And he was like, well, she was drinking today. They never say anything to each other's face it's like he gets out of the car and she's like yeah why don't you tell everyone how your dick doesn't work or like whatever and it's just they're at that point in the relationship now where it's like everything of importance is being said in a terrible way or it's being said right when the person leaves the room yeah i'm like i hate mumbling when i leave the room
1: i think it's really rude when she just leaves the scene
2: i i when he called her a bitch i would have left i don't know if your boyfriend called you a bitch don't you think it's over I think that they both say a lot of shit to each other, though. I know. I just think one. I just think that bitch is like once you get to a, your, you and your significant other are calling each other names like bitch with intention, like. I mean, it's not good. It's name calling is really a bad sign. Like that's the sign to me. It's like, oh, you. Because I've been in relationships where we fought and fought and fought, but it never got like, you're a bitch. Like, your dick doesn't work. Like, it never got that way. That kind of stuff you can't, like, bounce back from, really. Yeah, or even, like, say to someone, this is the place I was coming from when I said that. Yeah. Like, when you go that off the rails, inarticulate. You're just trying
1: to cut and hurt people. And, like, instead of actually being, like, get your point across and, like, communicate where you're coming from.
2: Off message.
1: I'm just, like, really worried about both of them. And I hope that they're they have a rock solid prenup
2: for all of Tom's student loans, and that in their Instagram paychecks for teeth whitening cream,
1: maybe like if Katie's so upset about this podcast, she can get her like crypt keeper prenup attorney to draft a cease and desist letter when she's like, I'm tired of looking like an alcoholic, drunk, insubordinate person. It's like, maybe you should stop acting like one.
2: Also, insubordinate seemed like the wrong word to go along with the rest of that. It's like, you shouldn't be a subordinate person either. You're not like, it's not like being subordinate is the look to go for.
1: She's like, all my wedding events are tainted by assholes. It's like, maybe that's a sign. And like, maybe the common denominator is you. I know. And I'm like, if I was to have a wedding... And then every single part of that process was painful and Mm -hmm. like fights erupted and it was just nothing but nonstop drama. I'd be like, wow, maybe this is a sign that I like shouldn't be getting married.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. There's I mean, there's been signs all along and like my curse with this show is that I have like an elephant's memory for like every fucking scene that's ever happened. And so like I... And I'm thinking about all of it. I'm thinking about, like, the context of, like, this is a woman that's had to forgive his cheating multiple times. This is a woman who was accused of motorboating a D. This is someone that got dragged her face through the mud by Stasi for years, just, like, literally hitched to the back of Stasi's emotional pickup truck and dragged for, like, miles. Like, she's just, like, Katie's really, like, been through it and when she wasn't going through it she didn't have a voice or she was being tequila Katie yeah and like having Tom throw water on her in Mexico like this is a really fucking tumultuous relationship that we've watched play out and now this is
1: like her moment to have like a sense of agency and we're getting to like witness how she deals with it all right I'm trying to get like a little more perspective and empathy towards her maybe like next season she'll actually be like more with it
2: yeah, I think she's going to be really present through the divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope they don't get a divorce, but I just I mean, if Sheena and Shay can't make it when Shay was like, I mean, come on, I'm married to like the hottest girl. That was the best quote of all time. I mean, you I don't think you and I ever talked about that. Like oh, when he was like, man, I'm really fucking up this marriage. I mean, Sheena's just so hot. I'm like, that's the number one thing that you're concerned with with like your drug addiction and your marriage going down the tubes is that so she is hot. hot and you're not you're gonna losing do better the hottest than that. girl
1: he probably won't do better than Sheena. that's no. real though
2: no Let's but who's sheena seeing because she's been like she's got like boys all over her
1: sheena's gonna have no problem locking down a new man i feel like sheena's like elizabeth taylor she's gonna get married like 500 absolutely. times
2: absolutely and i also feel i've realized that about kim is that like as soon as kanye's not as hot anymore like four years like when people are not really feeling kanye west anymore she's gonna be in and out of there no problem you think
1: she'll upgrade
2: i honestly think that kim will live a life of upgrades much like sheena
1: wow i like to believe in kim and kanye's love as being the ultimate like real deal Mm -hmm. because i'm just like so i'm emotionally attached to like their relationship in a really intense way but i can see where you're coming from
2: Here's my question. Um, I hope I don't forget it. Okay, so how does Sheena go from like, I mean, what's their trajectory? So like, you're fucking Eddie Sibrian, that blows over, then like you are um fucking John Mayer casually while he's living up in Calabasas. Was she fucking John Mayer before, or after Eddie? I think it was after. If I had to guess. Sheena's a fucking star. I know. She's a star. And then she married Shay, which I feel like she must have. Because, you know, John Mayer probably like shat on her or something or like, you know. John
1: Mayer definitely treated her like shit.
2: And Sheena was, I guess, fired allegedly from like some cigar bar that she worked at before Sir because she was like getting too friendly with the clientele. And I think that's where she met John. And apparently, according to this article I read, the reason why she like took up with him was because he always had chips and beer. I love that. I wonder
1: if he had dip because if he had chips and dip, then then like I'm breaking up with my boyfriend (laughs) and really gonna go hard. John,
2: John, Uh.
1: (laughs) is this dip? Is this like French onion dip or like I love a seven layer dip? too. Yeah,
2: I love that. Come on, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Don't talk about seven layer dip to me. I'm gonna have to go find some friends to hang out with. I like show up in my poncho. Like, hey guys. (laughs) So wait, I want
1: to know who you think is going to have like legs and a career
2: beyond this show. Um, I think Stasi will for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that she will continue to cause she is a good talking head and she is striking. Um and I think that she does very well in her podcast for a reason. It's people want to hear what she has to say. And so like I could see her falling into some sort of like e hosting gig. I could also see her, I think that she is the most behind the scenes shit. And they're all in these pretty airtight contracts. I could see her being the one that writes the tell-all. Oh, okay. That ends all tell-alls. Because she, like, fully hates Lisa, I think. Like, if, if one, one can imagine. I mean, also, you know, Lisa just, like, goes after Stassi and Kristen, like, needlessly. Like, when um, Sheena and Pandora were getting this angry, she's like, oh, well, if Stassi and Kristen are going to be there, it's like... Well, Katie's going to be there too, and so's your hammerhead shark daughter and Sheena and Ariana, who can't get along with anyone. So, um but thanks for like having Stassi and Kristen at the tip of your tongue, Lisa. Like she, so Stassi. Well, I think if you wrong,
1: hate. if you wrong, Lisa, if you end up on the wrong side of her, you're there forever. Yeah, you're done.
2: Am I like am I shark shaming her? Like, am I going to get in trouble for shark shaming? You might. I mean, sharks
1: are endangered species. How fucking dare you? How fucking
2: dare you? But I mean, I'm sorry. Then just like look less like a hammerhead. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Now, every time, now I need to rewind. I I
1: kind of see what you mean. It's like, and like, she like looks like kind of an animated, like a Finding Nemo. Hammerhead. exactly exactly. like she's not the like a literal interpretation but like a cartoonish interpretation
2: like the way the dory kind of looks like ellen yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of like that she
1: could play in the universe of finding nemo a hammerhead
2: shark that's good like a british a british hammer- hammerhead with like a really nice house that its hammerhead mom bought it mm-hmm.
1: for its hammerhead 30th
2: what would lisa be
1: a palm her okay. Can I just say a, palm, like a, a pomeranian?
2: Oh, I thought you were going like oh. I thought you were saying like the fist of a human hand. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, she kind of she is. Kind of, I'm, I'm like, her face does look a little bit like a human palm. That's she... so weird.
1: <laughs> okay, a. I'm worried about Jiggy. I think Jiggy's on his last Jiggy, legs. Jiggy's
2: passed away several months ago, and that's what that other dog is doing. Harrison, there. yeah, Harrison's just there, just Loki to... taking
1: over the spotlight. Yeah, but I really love like Harrison is just like. A dumb animal that she can like prop up when she puts him on the countertop, like his two arms as though he's listening intently to what Sheena and Pandora are saying. So I went
2: to pump and I don't know how this happened. Have I told you this? So I went to pump. I don't know how this happened, but my friend that I was with is like a a famous person. So I think that's how it happened. But at the table next to us was Lisa Vanderpump, Meredith Vieira, Ken, Lance Bass. Lance Bass's boyfriend. And then Jiggy and Lance's dog propped up at the tables like humans. It was like the... And then, like, Meredith here left. And Lance came back and was like, don't you like her? And and, um, Lisa's like, she was lovely. And I'm like, I love that, like, Lance Bass took... Meredith. To like into pump and was like, she loves you. You have to meet Meredith Vieira. Like...
1: Meredith is a real game changer. Yeah, because she's an interesting
2: person, a political person. Like, she's respected. It's a
1: woman Um, of the media.
2: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Fantastic. Have you ever met Lisa?
2: Well... So at one point during the meal, I'm like a little wasted and I turn around because I have to go to the bathroom and I'm passing the table and as I pass the table, I like hold my hand out for Jiggy to sniff because it's like a really quick passing by and there's a waiter standing there. So like I hold my hand out, Lisa grabs Jiggy and goes, naughty boy and pulls... <laughs> And I was like, Lisa, I was letting you smell my hand. You wasn't I wasn't like finger banging your dog. Like, what do you I mean, but like she probably would think that. But like She's just protective. So that was my only interaction with Lisa Vanderpump was having Jiggy snatched away from me and her going, naughty boy, because he smelled the hand of my peasant, like my peasant hands. I love that. Yeah.
1: I have interacted with Jiggy twice. Oh my god. And Ken twice, but I've never had an interaction with Lisa.
2: I, I, Ken and I made eye contact twice and then I couldn't tell if it was me or just Ken. But like, first of all, I'm terrified of Ken, just like James. Like if I was in trouble, Ken will fucking shank your ass. Yeah. He'll
1: be like, you'll get a call. Like you'd be dining at pump and like a waiter would come over and be like oh you have a phone call or like oh someone needs you in the back and like they would lead you back there and you'd be like uh we but what are you talking about like a phone call like I have a cell phone they're like no just come with us like just come with us like they we want to give you something and then they would leave you back they'd lead you to the back alley and Ken would be back there and he'd just be like I told you to tape your fucking pulse off my wife, <laughs> and then, like, just shank you, like, stab you really quickly in succession before you even know that you're dying. And then the last thing you see is, like, the stars lightly flickering in the skies. You bleed out in the alleyway of Sir.
2: Absolutely. And by the way, that man does have a kill under his belt. Like, I have no question that he has killed someone. Like, if not direct, if not personally, he's he's ordered a hit.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because
2: someone like fucked with one of his businesses or something. Like, you know, he killed someone over Shadow Lounge or something.
1: And if you say anything bad about Lisa, you need to like hire a security detail because he's Ken knock you spark is not out. fucking around. <laughs> also, oh, God. I may, I wish for all of the women that listen to this show that they find if they are wanting to find a man or just I hope that they find a partner who is as there for them as Ken Todd is for Lisa Vanderpump.
2: Which makes me wonder what Lisa... Like, does she have a platinum pussy? Like, was were all of his businesses close to bankruptcy and then she turned it all around? Like, you don't just, like... That's not just, like, loyalty that grows out of, like, raising children together or something. That's, that's not like... just loyalty
1: from having, like, good sex either. No, that's... that's loyalty from being, like, I'm fucking obsessed with this person, but it goes even deeper than obsession. It goes into, like...
2: No, it's like T.I. and Tiny. Like, when Tiny took the hit and said that she had the ecstasy and she went to jail for it, like, I really think that Lisa has, like, smuggled heroin in her ass or something for Ken, like, or something like that. Like, it's like, that's some ride-or-die chick stuff that you have to earn by being like... If I have to suck this man's dick to get us out of the situation, I will. Like that's really like some some shit right there. Yeah, I really think that some. They're like you know in the seventies in London. Who knows what happened? No,
1: pre AIDS crazy. Oh
2: my god, pre-AIDS, pre AIDS, pre pre all of it.
1: I want them to write a tell-all book about their relationship.
2: That's the thing is that they have slid by on telling nothing mm-hmm. about their relationship. Like, the whole... the whole, And it's so Lisa. shady. Oh, so shady. And, like, that's why I've never really loved Lisa on Beverly Hills, especially. She's really just shown her hand as the person who, like keeps it off of her like we all ignore the fact that her hammerhead shark daughter like we never heard about that on the show the house we never heard about that that should have been on the show yeah max like god knows what's going on with max like who max wants is like on painkillers like, thank you like he's a pill head or something yeah
1: max has like Drug problems. I'm pretty sure it's all. It's not really adding up the same way for Max that it added up for Pandy. No,
2: because Pandy's like running the sangria business. Like Max is only a few years younger than her, and he's still bussing. He
1: can't get it together. Like he
2: lurks in the background behind Lala in the opening credits.
1: And he's had one scene this season where Mm -hmm. he showed up to the Roxbury where James was setting up.
2: Or the Redberry. and he had oh, no. Oh yeah, the point, Redberry. and he had no idea what was the. So there was some he, like everyone was at.
1: Everyone was at Sandoval's fundraiser, but he wasn't invited.
2: And his own parents were there, and it's yeah. like for Max not to make the cut. Like I think Tom and Ariana actually liked Max. Like I think they like they Max. were friendly
1: with him. Yeah, I thought.
2: and I feel like Jeremy kind of falls into almost like a Max category where it's like they should all be hitting it off.
1: Wait, do we need to talk about quickly the like Jeremy? did you see that news about him no he there was something on like a gossip website that said that he had no a I, restraining order against him for like hang on
2: is that why he lives here now
1: because mm-hmm. he did some pulled some florida shit
2: Ooh, i hate that you know you're fucked when that florida shit comes out because that never leaves
1: Jeremy Maddox may be new to Vanderpump rules, but he's not a stranger to breaking the law. Radar Online can exclusively reveal that Ariana's younger brother was arrested multiple times for violating a restraining order placed against him by his ex in Florida.
2: Um, you know, I have to tell you something really disturbing just happened as you showed me that. I, like, opened up my phone to see if I could look up this Jeremy thing. My cousin came home to her cat. Mm -hmm. Dead. No. And not only did she text me about it, but she texted me a picture of his dead body. And I'm literally just now so confused. Yeah. I like, literally, I, 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 like, can't, I want to, I asked her what happened, but I'm afraid to open the text back up because there's still going to be a picture of a dead cat there. Wait,
1: was it outside or inside? It,
2: it was, I mean, it's inside dead on a towel. Like, <laughs> I, it's like, I can't. No. I can't. I'm like, Fiona needs to pull it together. I can't. I can't. <laughs>
1: Like things have taken a dark turn. You don't
2: text the. I mean,
1: its little mouth is open.
2: I know, Tiger. Oh. Oh my God. Pray for Tiger. Pray for Tiger. She still has Chanel, but I mean, <laughs> the Tiger is like such sort a of cute. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. I was don't, she on vacation?
1: No, she's she she, out for no, the day. She's
2: just out for the day. You guys, I don't know ha- I life no is fleeting
1: and anything can happen. You
2: can get a restraining order. A tiger could die. Uh, your you can move to L.A. and house. get on a show. I know. I know. Congratulations, Tom Sandoval, by the way, for a really standout performance in the movie. I don't want to distract with the death of this cat uh, from how amazing Tom did. Really great stuff.
1: Yeah. Really good
2: stuff. They well, all have been doing great stuff.
1: I love. Hey, I love your guys' work. I love your whiff. Said it before, I'll say it again. I
2: hope you never stop doing this show. You know, Katie is listening to this thinking. I know. That the dead cat is our karma. (laughs) Like, someone out there on my side is hurting just as much as she is right now. I
1: know. Well, Katie, I'm still ready for an apology. So, anytime. Anytime. You want to apologize for drain shaming me and threatening me, threatening my plumbing? Which this is already, whole fra- building's gonna be which going is already fragile enough to begin with. I don't see why you have to then rope every resident of my building into your personal problems with <laughs> me. So I think you not only owe me an apology, but you may go door to door to all the tenants in my apartment building and apologize to them at well. Because when you say something about the plumbing, it not only affects me, it affects everyone. You can apologize to Ryan, too, because it'll definitely affect him
2: um lara thank you for having me thank you for being here i'm really happy to be here i'm very happy for you that you're doing this it's important that you soldier on during these tough times (laughs) the internet would have missed your voice
1: well i love them and i love everyone that listens to this podcast and is here for it because i'm here for them
2: and i'm gonna fucking go upstairs and just clog your drain with comrades (laughs) right before i leave i'm here for you katie i'm team katie Joke's on you, Laura. I've been stuffing cum rags down your drain this whole time. This is sabotage. I know. I acted like I didn't know where you live today. I was like, oh, where do you live? Um,
1: You like crept up from around the back of the building and you're like, hey, like brush a little dirt off your shoulders like you weren't just in the basement clogging my drains with your cum rags, but I got your fucking number. Get out.
2: I would do anything to see a full shot of the cum rag. Like I like the whole, like they only we only see pieces of it.
1: I think we could Google it right now and find a good Find a good picture. full shot of the
2: cum rag. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. I mean, thanks, Lara.
1: <laughs> Bye.